Shalom Haverim, Shalom Haverim, Shalom, Shalom. Lehidvon, Lehidvon, Shalom, Shalom. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Coffee Schmooze podcast. Um, currently, I am hungover. I am hungover, but it is a good hangover. It is a good, strong hangover in the sense that my head isn't bulging. I'm not in a shit ton of pain, but I can just feel the um, fatigue and know that today will be a long journey. It's not going to be a painful journey. It's just going to be a long... It, everything's going to require a little bit more focus. And it's going to take a little bit more effort to overcome um, the simple life challenges. Like I have to do laundry today. So I'm going to have to go to the laundromat and carry the laundry down four flights of stairs and then get the change and then make sure I have enough detergent. If I don't have enough detergent, I'm going to buy more detergent and pour the detergent in the thing and then uh, wait and uh, read my book, Siddhartha. So, and then I'll have to, you know, I'll have to do legal work, which actually I find is a little bit easier to do when I'm hungover. I feel that when I'm hungover and I, it's like my soul is, is deadened, you know? And so I can just really go to the mindless place and draft a petition to change the venue of the lawsuit because it was filed in the wrong court. I can do that, you know? Or I can draft a petition to remove a mechanics lien on a property because it wasn't, the mechanics lien wasn't registered with the county office within the required statutory 20 day allowance. I can do that when I'm hungover. I can do that. That's something I can do, no problem. Um, so that's the thing that is the thing, but it was last night was awesome. Last night was awesome. My, uh, my cousin Brooke, my cousin Brooke Camler is in town and it's crazy. You know, I grew up, I grew up with this person. I've known her since I was born, since she was born. We grew up in the same town, maintained a friendship at, you know, through college after college and now she's 28 and I'm 30 and it's like you you just you you stare across the table at someone you went through this you've gone through this life's journey with and it's like what the fuck this is a crazy ride this is it's it's just wild it's like I'm 30 and you're 28 now holy shit we're adults it's a wild feeling but it's it's so nice to catch up it's one of, she's one of those people where it's like you don't see her. I don't see her for maybe a year and a half. Talk to her once throughout the time. And then when we hang out, it's just like yesterday. Just having a schmooze. Just having a great hang. Um, and, uh, you know, it was great. And so she hit me up. She said, hey, I'm coming to New York. 
And then I text her, I say, how hard do you want to go on dinner? Because like, there's this Italian restaurant right by my house that's unreal, but it's very pricey. And she goes, I'm traveling on business. I'll charge it to the company card. Woo! I was like, okay, let's fucking go. Let's go, baby. I charge it to the company card. I had, I shit, we shared two appetizers. Then I had a second plate and a third plate and some vanilla flan at the end. And for the second plate, I had spaghetti and mussels. Just delicious. And then the third plate, I had this type of fish that was a little salty, but it was still delicious. But it was it was really about the spaghetti and mussels, the fava bean and bread dip, the dip with the bread, and then the prosciutto. And then we split a um a bottle of chilled red wine. And I never had chilled red wine before, but it just was it just was so delicious. So refreshing, but you still get that nice crisp kick of the red. It was just fantastic. So awesome. And it was all it was all on the company card, which is amazing. I mean, there are perks to working in corporate America. I've never done it. I've never worked in corporate America, but I I I really appreciate those perks, you know? Look, corporate America paid for my wonderful life you know my 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 father is a corporate attorney protecting the rights of corporations trademarks okay you know corporate america put me through nyu so god bless you know it's brutal the truth is brutal it's a brutal brutal truth but we had a great hang brooke and i we had a great hang at the dinner and it's just you know it was it was one of the realities we discussed was like everyone's had no one's well you know everyone's had one hell of a year it has been one fucked up year for everybody and so you just you look you just look at that you see that and you're just like holy shit everybody across the board no one's doing well and then she said she's like i hope it ends i hope it goes back to being normal I said me too. Me too. Um but it it doesn't feel that way. It feels feels like there's kind of like this darkness out in the world out there. It's like it's it feels just a little dark. Um a little heavy. There's a heaviness to it all. And um but it takes courage to have hope. That's why Barack Obama named his book the audacity of hope because to hope is a courageous act it's safer to be a cynic so the cynic in me is like oh there's no hope like this the world's gonna it's just gonna kind of keep being in this morose darkness but the courage the courageous person in me the the courageous one says you know what i have hope that things will turn around and the sun will shine again and we'll get it together i have hope so then after dinner, we went, I, I wasn't done. I was like, Brooke, we got, you want, can I, can we, you want to go for another drink? Can we, can we have one drink? And so we go to this bar by my house and just had, had two, had two delicious gin drinks. 
conversation was good. We were just hanging. It's just it's just nice to talk about your family with another family member. Just to do some analysis, to talk about it, to talk about your parents, your brothers, your sisters, to just kind of work out the family tree and see where you align, see where you where you don't align, and then you, you keep it moving. You know, it's a nice it was a nice check-in. So I feel rather refreshed from the experience, you know. It's it's the thing about family. Think about friends. Think about all these things that I've really been meditating on the past couple weeks is that no one's a perfect person. No one is. I certainly am not at all. Not even close. But you got to appreciate the people that love you. You got to have low expectations for people. You got to appreciate the people that love you and enjoy people for who they are because no one's changing. No one's changing on your behalf based on your expectations. This is a, this is a philosophy Brooke and I discussed. No one's changing. Everyone is who they are and you just have to sit and bear witness and appreciate them for who they are and love them. And give them your love. And that is a way to make it through this world. To keep to stay in the stream. To ride the current. Similarly, last week I had this awesome dinner. This amazing dinner with a a prominent criminal defense attorney from San Francisco. Who was visiting New York City. And um, we we went to a, a kosher steakhouse. He's Jewish. I'm Jewish. But I didn't. I didn't. It, I don't know if that was intentional. I think he just walked past the steakhouse and was like, "Hey, man." And then when we were having dinner, he said, "Hey, man, you want to go to this place?" I think he just saw it and it looked cool. And he's he's a, he's into restaurants. He likes restaurants. He likes food. He knows wine. And uh, we were sitting down talking, and I said, "Hey, man, like, I I just like how do you do it?" You know, when I, I, I told him, I was like, look, I've had experiences when I was just an intern at the public defender's office. I did like maybe a year, 12 months total. And I was like, that shit has stayed with me, man. Like, it doesn't leave you. It, the, the, the things I see, saw and the experience I've had, that's, that's going to be in my heart forever. What's your philosophy? How do you do it? And he said, he was like, look, I just, I just, uh. He's like, it's not about me. He's like, I'm just watching their stories pass before my eyes. And I'm like the doctor. I'm like the engineer. I'm like the surgeon. And he's like, that's how I, uh, that's how I deal, deal with it from just that perspective. And I, it's so simple, but it's so beautiful. If you go through life and you just kind of, you know, you, you, you make, you make the best attempt to not internalize, but to just watch other people's journeys. And it, maybe that attention is a form of love. So it was an interesting concept, but uh, I don't know. Criminal, I, I, I could never be one full time, I don't think. I really, because I, I'm, I'm sensitive. I don't think I could be a criminal defense defense attorney full time, but I'm just fascinated with the profession from a like a theoretical point of view. And when you meet a good one, like the one I work with, and 
you know, it's it's just it's like this insanely spiritual profession. Like these people who do it, they're they're very spiritual people. The good ones, the good ones. They can be. There's there also can be just like scummy dogs, you know. But that's but that's that's what you find in the gutter. You find the real spiritual ones, and then you find the scummy dogs. But the the spiritual ones, it's just like you know, like this guy doesn't like to drive. He lives in the Bay Area, but he doesn't like to drive. He takes public transportation everywhere, you know, and uh, he he's like, you know, you don't make a lot of money being a criminal defense attorney, being a private criminal defense attorney. It's not it's not an incredibly lucrative profession. I mean, it is compared to, you know, being a teacher or whatever, but it, you know, it's and you're, you're doing it because you like you're kind of serving a higher purpose in in the purpose is the idea that everybody has a right to a staunch defense the purpose is that it's not about whether you did or didn't do the alleged act it's whether the motherfucking government can prove it you know and that's a really powerful idea and that idea is what guarantees all of us our freedom and so it's like the the good ones the good ones are it's like they're they're kind of operating in this realm of like they're they're serving at they're what they're doing is they're serving a higher idea and it's it creates like these kind of magical little creatures um and i'm always just in awe i think it's beautiful and then the type of thinking you have to do the type of analytics and lawyering it's like you can't really teach that and by studying case law, you can't you can't read appellate briefs or anything to learn how to be an effective criminal defense attorney. It's like you got to be on the ground and you got to feel it. I mean, there's this there's there's this famous criminal defense attorney in San Francisco named Tony Sarah who works for free. He doesn't get paid to do it. He he's and he's he's one of he's a legend. He's a legend. He's a legendary criminal defense attorney, and he does private, and he does it for free. He operates his practice for free. It's just powerful shit. We, um, when I was in the Bay, me and this criminal defense attorney, we met, we met with, um, a prospective client. And then, when he was in New York and we were having we were having dinner we were discussing how the prospective client was very shaken up by the client's initial arrest about the client the client's jail experience really affected how the client wanted to proceed with the client's strategy in the case. The client was so afraid of going back to jail that the client from the get-go was almost adverse to an aggressive criminal defense strategy. And so I was talking to the criminal defense attorney about it and he was saying, 
he was saying, look, jail's not easy, but they can take your body, but they can't take your mind. They can take your body, but they can't take your mind and spirit. He said that shit. It's like, they're going to take your body, but they can't take your mind and spirit. He's like, if I was in jail, I would just be like, give me, where's my food? Give me a book and leave me alone. Now, of course, jail is hell. Of course, you don't want to go. But the idea, and you would know this from working with men and women in jail for your entire career and and advocating for people's freedom as opposed to advocating for people's money. But you would know that. You would you would know that that there's like there's when you're in jail, it's you're isolating the mind and spirit. And to know that it's like, hey, you could lock up my body, but you can never take my mind and spirit. To know that. Like that's a fundamental truth. To know that um is really powerful. And it's, and it's powerful. It's a powerful nugget of wisdom to take going through this life. Is that it's up to the only thing that's caging your mind and spirit out in this world is is yourself. And that it does have the capacity for liberation. And so it it was just powerful stuff. It was a powerful meal. It was really it was really a powerful meal. So I've been having people have been visiting and we've been having some good fucking meals. I've been having some good fucking meals where we we get drunk and we just just um chop game, you know? Share truth. You know? Just listen. Listen and vibe. It it seems like an effective and productive way to pass the time. It seems like a good thing to do on this planet Earth. Is to go out to dinner and have a conversation. It's nice. It's a nice thing to do. So so that's what I've been doing. That's what I've been doing. My uh life works life works in a crazy way. It's like people like stories because stories are real. Like there's a structure of a story where a person goes out for something they think they want and they don't get that thing but they get what they needed. Right, and you you watch it, and you see it on TV, and you read it in books. You're like, oh, he was going out for this thing. He didn't get that, but he got something better. And something kind of happened to me with that. I was uh, I was out having drinks with an old my old friend from NYU. We lived on the same floor when we were 18. Max, Max from Staten Island, in Brooklyn. He says Brooklyn too, but he grew up the majority of his conscious life on Staten Island. But he says Brooklyn. He always says he talk he says the early years were in Brooklyn and then he went to Staten Island. And we were out to dinner and we were we were, we were drinking at the bar and he goes he's and I sh- he we're talking about painting or whatever and he says to me he says I really liked that painting of another artist that you posted 
where it was all the triangles, all the different colors of triangles. If you make me something like that, a big thing, I'm looking for a big thing, I may, I may buy it. He didn't guarantee a buy. He didn't commission it. He said, I may. But he said he'd buy it for three grand. So I said, fuck it. Like, I need three grand. I'm painting anyways. So I work for two weeks on this triangle painting. It's it's over there. It's sitting in my house. So I finish it. And Max comes over. And he looks at it. And he takes a couple weeks. And he gets back to me. And he's like, I just, he's like, it's a big commitment. I, I'm just, I think it's awesome, but I don't love it. You know, it's what he said. He's like, I think it's great, but it's not for me. So I didn't get the three grand. I didn't, I didn't get to sell the painting. And that's what I originally wanted. But the greater thing that came from the experience was I found a style. I fucking love painting triangles. I love it. And I would have never painted triangles if it wasn't for Max. I love painting triangles. It's so much fun. It's such a fun style to explore. I would have never have done it if it wasn't for that experience. So thanks to Max, he opened the portal for me. That's a beautiful thing. That's a beautiful thing. So that's cool. So that's how life works. So now I'm I'm in, you know, I'm I'm in Fort Greene. Hit me up if you need some triangles. I you need triangles? I'll fucking give you triangles. I'll sell you some triangles. I got purple, I got blue, I got yellow, orange, red, green. I got triangles. Boy in Fort Green, he got triangles. I'm here. I got triangles. You need triangles? I got triangles. Triangles? Triangles. Who got triangles? He got triangles. I got triangles. Yeet. Triangles. So I got the triangles. Um, it's been a nice schmooze. It's really been nice. So I uh, hope everyone has a nice day. Thank you so much for listening. And if I have shit tons of paintings. If you need a painting, hit me up. Hit me the fuck up. All right. Goodbye.